there and welcome back to Building Better Basketball. I'm Neil Gray, Community Coach and Volunteer Development Manager for Basketball Australia. I'm really pleased today to welcome along Jason Gunn for our episode. It would probably be shorter to list what Jason hasn't done in the TV and radio industry. And in my personal opinion, he's one of the funnier people I follow on social media with his classic Kiwi take on everyday activities from his ride on more to his dog's trip to the vet. That's not why we have Jason on here today, though. It's to interview him for a coaching role with Basketball Australia. Of course, I joke, but Jason is one of the most passionate sports fans you will meet, from his love of cricket to rugby and any team wearing Canterbury or New Zealand colours. He's also, like many of you, a passionate, dedicated, and I'm sure his son Louis would say, integral volunteer coach. Jason's real skill, though, is in communication, probably the most important skill a coach or volunteer can have in their locker. Jason, through his program Easily Said, teaches people to speak with confidence and clarity, so you can expect an excellent episode today. Jason, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Look, look, dear boy, I'm tempted to end this whole chat now because it can only be downhill after that. That was an extraordinary introduction. And I just hope I don't disappoint. That is really kind. And I, I, I love that you understand what I do. And more to the point, I love that you understand my passion uh, for what I do. You, you touched on there. I've, um, <laughs> I've casually coached uh, some of my uh, children's sports teams over the year. I put those moments, though, uh, as some of my absolute life highlights in terms of the time I got to spend with my son and daughters over the years. And also, you know, here's one of my favourite words, enable. What I enabled them or helped them to do just by being there. And that's why I have so much respect for anyone in a coaching role because, you know, you are you are letting others shine, aren't you? And what a, what a great what a great thing that is. Um, Jason, I've touched on the introduction and you've just clarified it there, passionate follower of sport and, and coach. What are some of the key skills that you used when in that coaching space with young people around communication and um, interaction and enabling, as you mentioned? Yeah, I guess one of the key things for me is that everyone has the right to be heard. You know, and so, you know, I always used to hate the fact that there could be somebody out there on a what was a rugby field for my son and hockey fields for uh, my daughter. And then a, 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 there was cricket pitches for my other daughter. So it's it's the ability that, you know, to be able to let everyone know that they all are, are such an important part of the team, aren't they? And that we can't do this. Just one person can't do it. Yes, there will always appear to be stars of the show. But, you know, we need all of you. In, in some way, you will all make an incredible difference. And what will feel the best at the end of this is when we stand together, not even, look, so I'd love to say we'll always win, but we can't. But when we stand together as a team and look down the line and go, we get to do this together. That was almost my, my greatest feeling. That's my, my greatest want, my greatest outcome when it came to coaching your young people was, I want you to appreciate that. Wow, aren't, Aren't we lucky? Let's be grateful for what we get to do. A win would be nice, but if all else fails, this is just some wonderful time together and you can learn so much about life from, from this game of cricket, rugby, whatever. So you're obviously, as um, my ancestors would say, blessed with the gift of the gab. Um, <laughs> yes. 
some of our, oh, some coaches and volunteers around the world have so much knowledge about the sport and they'd be such a valuable asset, asset to clubs and teams and groups, but they are reluctant to speak or really struggle to get their message out from their head to their mouth the way that they want. And we also have lots of young coaches taking their first steps on the coaching ladder who've spent years as listeners to coaches and now they're making that transition out front. Can you give a couple, one, a handful of tips to remove the fear, I guess, of not being understood or facing down those multiple eyeballs? Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. And firstly, I say, if you do get nervous or you do get a bout of self-doubt, or as most of us get, a bout of imposter syndrome, I say, great, that tells me a lot about you. It tells me that you haven't got an ego that's out of control. You actually do care about how your message comes across. You get nervous because you want it to go well. That's a great starting place. That imposter syndrome I, I talk about, I've talked to many coaches of New Zealand sport and, you know, all blacks and cricketers and different people. It amazes me how many people at the top of their sporting game suffer from imposter syndrome when they talk to an audience because they look out there and they see someone that they decide is uninterested. And I go, well, you don't know that. You don't know what's going on in their life. That the reason they looked at their phone could be because their child is sick at school. Or the reason they look a little unhappy is well, maybe they are a little unhappy at home. Maybe it's got nothing to do with you. So imposter syndrome is out there and we all get it. Don't worry about that. The other thing as I try and teach people is we all have something we can share. And I think the secret is, is to just to okay, to be okay about feeling vulnerable, you know, to be real. That, that's, that's the key thing, to be authentic. And just, just know that, it, I always say this, if more of us realized, if more of us realized that in one moment, we could make such a difference to somebody, you know, I, I, I can think about, you know, some of the, the kids that I got to teach and in those teams, there were superstars, there were people who were just exceptional. And then there were other people who just thought they were there to just like make up the numbers. Maybe and sometimes they actually were, and that's okay. But, you know, my goal as a coach was to just to remind them that we can't do this without you, you know? And, and so I would go in there and go, I'd think, what moment could I create today for someone? How can I make them feel something that I feel as well? So I'm all about get passionate, you know, just, just throw away the safety chains. It's just honestly, just get in there, throw yourself in there um, and just back yourself. You have permission. You have more knowledge than you give yourself credit for. You have permission to go and make a difference. They've chosen you to be the coach, right? So don't go and do a vanilla job, throw you into it. And that, that's the secret. That's, um, that's awesome advice, Jason. Um, you, it's obvious and very clear when you're talking about your passion for the individual and easily said as a multinational conglomeration of presenters <laughs> from one end of the world to the other. It, it's just you, a, a personal engaging service that, and you, you can see you, you want to help people. Obviously you launched during the COVID times we found ourselves in um, of the last two years, um, which meant that everyone was on their screens and needed to be better communicators because that personal touch went out the window. Can you just tell us a little bit more about, I guess, 
the easily said program, your cat, the catalysts behind you creating it and, and how it's gone, I guess, in, in those two years? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so look, I've done a lot of work in television and radio in New Zealand, um, a lot of things on stage. And then I went and had a heart attack, a really good sized heart attack. And that sort of stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, right, okay, so something's not working here. And then a friend of mine from the States rang me and said, you should do that thing that you've talked about for years. And I was like, what is, what is that? He said, you know, that thing where you've always wanted to coach people to communicate with confidence. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know people in sports teams that play for, you know, New Zealand and, and different sports. And I don't know people in business whose greatest fear is speaking. And I thought, well, I started television when I was 18. So I grew up being taught by some wonderful people how to communicate well. And I also learned the difference you can make, you can make to people when you connect with people. Don't just speak at them, when you really talk with them and you connect with people. When I can make you feel what I feel, there's a great phrase I use with people that is, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think I, I just, if there's one line I could give to anyone, it's there. And as a coach, obviously, this isn't just another job. This isn't just another team. I want the best for you. And I'm going to show you every week why I value my time with you and, and how much I get out of this, how much I love what you do, you know. So that, so that, that was the start of Easily Said. And then it started out with me being sort of like one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then it got to sort of like, then I got into businesses and, discovered a few businesses were struggling with their communications internally and externally. And then I sort of started with a couple of online courses because I couldn't quite keep up with having Zoom meetings as, as, as much as I could. So it just sort of grew that way. And, you know, I'm kind of lucky because, you know, when I was younger, the only people talking to cameras were TV presenters, right? That's, I mean, why else would you talk? to a TV camera. Well, now we've all become TV presenters, haven't we? Because we're all having to Zoom and that sort of stuff. And, and we've just never been taught the skills. So I, I'm, I'm always amazed at how people go, oh, it terrifies me speaking, let alone speaking on camera. And I'm like, well, no one's ever shown you how to do it. It is actually a skill that can be taught. In fact, one of my greatest things with these lead set is I try and remind people, you're not born a good speaker. You might be born a slightly better speaker, but you learn to become a good speaker. You just got to invest time in this. And the greatest thing you can get when you learn to communicate well is to connect with people and make them feel something, make them feel valued. Um, you know, reassure them, reassure them that we've got a roadmap and together, we're going to get to where we want to get to, do, you know, get to where we want to be. So it's really powerful. And it's so good to see so many businesses and sporting organizations valuing communicating now. That's, um, there were so many things there, Jason, that you could just clip out of what you said and you could apply it to an application for a coaching job or for a policeman yeah. or for a teacher or uh, like the, and I think that's, really powerful what you said about how you have to invest in the in the communication as well like everyone yeah. that's coaching reads books they watch podcasts they read the newspapers they they invest yes. in their coaching development that way but 
probably don't think about the the most important thing that it doesn't matter what they know it's about how they share what they know with the yes. people that they are charged to um to improve i one of my first clients was the <coughs> excuse me the crusaders rugby team i did some work with some of the young players there and they said oh a couple of guys were saying look i just, I just hate speaking i'm not good at it i went, okay i said what sort of prep do you do because a couple of them had to turn up and talk at a um at a client who provided them all with cars, you know, so they get to take a free car away, a free ute. I say, okay, so why do you hate it? Oh, I just, oh, I just hate speaking. Oh, okay. I say, what do you do to get ready to speak? Oh, I'll just, you know, turn up and say a few words. I went, right. Um, tell me, how much game time would you get if you said to Scott, the coach, I'm just going to turn up and set it on just see how it goes out there. We'll just see how it goes, you know? It's like, you probably, you would not make the starting 15. You would not be on the bench. You wouldn't be part of the Crusaders team. It's like, I believe it's about taking yourself that seriously. You know, that communications isn't something you should stumble upon or give a crack. Just, well, I'll give it a crack. It's like, you know, I, I, I come back to this, you know, communications, you know, connecting with people. It's powerful. It can change lives, you know, and at the end of a season, Yes, wouldn't it be nice to win? Wouldn't it be nice to have that trophy? But greater than that are the messages that you could have communicated with your team, is the belief that you could have given your players outside of the sport, and just what you can make them feel valued, you know, and reassured, all those things. In these totally inconsistent times where we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, I think sport is just such a powerful thing for a lot of people. And being a coach, you have the ability to provide, you know, some consistency in people's lives when people don't have a lot of moments. So if they know you're going to train on these days and our mission's going to be this and we're going to go about it this way, here's the consistency that is lacking other parts of your life. And, you know, we can display this in coaching a sports team. Yeah, that's so true. And one of the main roles that many of our volunteer coaches will have there clubs will just be looking at them to make sure that the kids or any age player comes back the following yeah. year and keeps playing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, Jason, and on that note, it's not just the result, is it? That's going to bring them back. Yeah. When I look back at the great coaches, similar to great teachers in my life, were they the ones that I had the best test results with or the most wins? No, they, insp they inspired me. They brought out the best in me. They made me believe in me when I didn't believe in me. You know, I, I could tell you the names of the great coaches I've had over in all the sports that I played. They let me shine and they reminded me when I wasn't good enough. They disciplined me correctly. They taught me so much about life and what was, to be honest, a below average sports team. <laughs> Jason, if there was one thing you could recommend to the people listening to, to read or listen to or watch that you think would help their communication what would it be well here's the thing there's so much stuff out there nowadays isn't it <clears throat> you know i just I, yeah i don't know i mean I, I i listen to so many podcasts um i don't look i i haven't got one in particular look i i've, I've got a formula though that i i've noticed a lot of these these podcasts and th these talks that i watch um, I've got a formula I've sort of come up with and I, I, I call it the heart formula for communication. 
and you take the word heart, H-E-A-R-T, and you break it down. And that's that that is what gets me through every time I've got to communicate anywhere. It's a Zoom meeting, it's in person, it's whatever. Talking to family members, talking to business people, as a coach talking. You take heart, H-E-A-R-T. The H in heart stands for heart, right? So what I want you to think about is speaking from the heart, letting people know you actually care about this. This isn't just our job. This isn't just our position of a coach. I really care. I am proud. I am passionate. Speak from the heart. Like I said earlier, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. E in heart stands for empathy. Understand where your players are at. What are they, what are they going through individually? You know, is, is life good for them? Is it tough for them? You know, what struggles have they got? I mean, this is a huge, I know this is a huge thing for you as a coach, but they, they have other things going on in their life as well. So empathy means I understand where they're at within the team and the outside of the team. A is for authenticity. B, you. You have so many things, so many stories that you can share with this team that only happen to you. Yes, you can read quotes from other great coaches and sports people, but your stories, your moments that you've experienced are the greatest. So be authentic. R is the biggest one. R is for reassurance, right? I just, reassurance in this crazy world we live in now. Remind me again of how it's all going to be okay. How's it going to be okay? Reassurance comes by having a plan, a roadmap, and together, we're going to get through this. Trust me, together, we've got this. That's the great thing about coaching a team. And the T is tell. Tell me a story. You know, I think storytelling is the most undervalued thing when it comes to communicating either. Tell me a story about another team you coached, about another moment you've had, maybe about when you played, about something that you saw today that's put everything into perspective. You know, we all love a really good story because it can, it can entertain us, but it can inspire us and it can make us realize what's truly important in life. So I take that heart sort of formula and apply it to any place that you are communicating and I guarantee you can never fail. Jason, not wanting to pump your tires up, but I reckon even though that's not answered the question that's the best answer to that question <laughs> we've um we've ever had i'm um i'm gonna write that down and put it on a poster in the office as well for people oh I that's think, so awesome i, I could be a, i could be a, i could be a i could be an mp with the ability i just dodged the dodged the question there you see but no but hey that that is honestly something that i just i remind myself of every time i speak to anyone one person or a hundred people and you can never else fail. And look, to add to that, just always remind yourself. I said before about the rugby players I taught who, you know, just didn't put the time into speaking. I, I always say, if you're going to do a, 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 a speak to your team or speak to the parents or speak to, speak to the committee, whoever you're going to be speaking to, you're not going to roll up and just do it. You would expect your players to warm up before they play, right? So before I speak, if you're a coach before you speak, Sit down, find somewhere quiet, sit down and remind yourself of why you're passionate about this, why it means something to you. And just here's a, a couple of questions again, I'm just going to ask you to ask yourself. At the end of my talk to my players or whoever I'm talking to, what do I want them to know? What do I want them to feel? And what do I want them to do? And maybe you want them to know that they've got everything, they've got everything they need 
to do what they want to do out there. Let them know that you believe in them. Let them know that they've got what it takes. Make them feel like you are their biggest advocate. Make them feel important. Make them feel valued. What do you want them to do? Go out there and enjoy themselves, right? And potentially win the game. But the reason I give you the no feel do is because it's about outcomes. So before you deliver a speech to anyone, take yourself away somewhere quiet. You know, and sit quietly and just think, what is it I want these people to know, feel, and do? How can I, in this moment, affect change? What, what's a great outcome I want? And when you think about it, and you really think about it, and then you look at your, and then I want you to take yourself to, a, to almost visualize and go, what would that look like? What would it feel like if I was able to talk to them and make them know that, feel that, and do that? Well, God, that would feel amazing, right? And then you go and do it. You just can't stumble up to a talk. You can't stumble up to communicate to one person or the team or a committee. Take your time to get a plan in action. That's brilliant, Jason. This is our last question, Jason. It's one we ask everyone that comes on the podcast. If you could ask any coach, alive or dead, any sport, anywhere in the world, a question, yeah. who would the coach be and what would the question be? It's great. It's, 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 um, I've got a couple. I've thought about this. It's, uh, I know I've always been fascinated. Like I know Tiger Woods was an exceptional golfer as a young child. And I know his dad coached him as well, but someone like him who was exceptional at sport from a young age, <coughs> you know, I've, I'd love to talk to those that coached him and go, how did you keep, how did you keep him interested? Like, you know, you get to 21, 22 and you become good and you get it. But when you're like, oh, I don't know, two or three and you're showing a potential to be the best in the world, how did you, how did you maintain that, that, that passion over such a long period of time? You know, I just, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know how you did that. The other person I would like to sit down and, and talk to is, I mean, I'm a very one-eyed uh, Cantabrian and I have a lot to do with the, the, the Crusaders team. I, I know a lot of the players and some of the coaches. What I'd like to sit down the most, I think, would be during the Christchurch earthquakes, the, um, you know, Christchurch has been through a lot. We've had the Christchurch earthquakes, that horrific day in our mosques with the shooting. And it's, there's just been a lot that, that we've had to deal with. And we've always gone back and we've rebuilt. Um, of what I'd love to go back is, is, is talk to Scott Robertson and, you know, talk to the management there at the Crusaders and go, how did you keep them focused during those earthquakes and after those earthquakes? Because they weren't just people playing sport, were they? They were brothers. They were fathers. They were sons. You know, it's like they had, excuse my friends, they had shit going on as well, right? But somehow you managed to get them playing some of the greatest rugby of their life. And I'd love to talk to them about how, how they did that. Quick story to finish. Um, when the earthquakes had all done and dusted, right? And well, I mean, we still get them. I remember we, our stadium, which was Lancaster Park, Jade Stadium, it was munted. And so we had a, a temporary stadium built you know, this is, this is quite a while after the earthquakes. We all turned up to watch it and the music played and we have this thing with the Crusaders where the horses used to come out and it's very inspiring sort of music would play. 
And I looked around and the stadium was just filled with mums and a lot of dads and, and, and a, lot of, a lot of kids who love rugby. And the music started and the horses came out and the music just got built and built and built. And it, just the crescendo of, the, of this crescendo of this, this music, the Crusaders rugby team ran out through the tunnel. And I get emotional thinking about it now. There was not a dry eye in the house because in that moment you realised this is bigger than sport, hey? Like, wow. Like, this is this is a message to all of us in Christchurch that's like, it's going to be okay. Like, we've been to hell and back. We've been through so much. But look around. How resilient are we? How strong are we? And I'll never forget that day because it was bigger than rugby, right? And that's why all I would finish with is just, you know, if you're a coach and you're listening, thank you for what you do. Thank you for the time and energy you put into your team. And, and know there are bigger messages in life, for life, that you can pass on to your players that are bigger than this game you're playing. And it doesn't matter if it's the start of the season or the final game of the season. And the cup and the trophy is on the line. The greatest gift you'll give to, particularly young people, I think, are those life skills. And, and there'll be times in their life they'll call on what you said to get through some pretty dark days. And just, I think that's, a, that's the most powerful thing you can do as a coach. Jason, how can, um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to um, learn some more or be involved and easily said? Great, I would look, I would love to be, I'd love for people to get in touch with me. I, I guess that the best thing would be email me, jace, J-A-S-E, jace at easily said.co.nz. You can also go and check out easily said.co.nz the website but look, I'd, I'd much rather you just you just email me and and say how you'd like to get better at communicating and let's look at you like we're all different right so you're not like anybody else so let's just let's get you sorted and get you communicating with more confidence thank you so much for your time jason that's um been incredible and i know that i've taken at least four or five things out of what you said that i'm going to go away and write down and take that quiet time to myself as a coach to consider how I yeah. can best use that. So thank you so much for your time. Um, good luck with um, everything that's coming up for Easily Said. Thank you, mate. And thank you for what you do. This, this platform is a lot more powerful than you realize. And I know that you're helping so many people. So this is great. A real pleasure. Thank you.